0: Hi, everyone. This is Shannon, co-host of Terror Talk Podcast. I wanted to speak to you guys directly about where you can get more content from us. You can become a part of our superfan membership. For the month of December, (laughs) I will be adding daily Patreon-only content. Do not ask me how I'm going to do this. (laughs) It's a huge undertaking. But for the month of December, every day in December, I'm going to upload something new. So join us and become a part of our creative community on Patreon so we can get started on something new together. Just go to patreon.com and join us. Hey, everybody, this is Shrink Chat with Shannon and Kathy. (laughs) She was just reading her horror facts with Kath so that she could know that she could read her own handwriting
1: i'm left-handed yeah i write really fast Mm -hmm. and i have to write in all caps or i can't read my handwriting (laughs) um nice so sometimes i have to take it a give it a look-see yeah well at least you a one over (laughs) (laughs) okay hey
0: hey um (laughs) weird weirdo i wanted to uh start with a small little merch news um this one is not as horrible as last week's, which was a decapitated head puzzle.
1: Uh, oh, this that w- <laughs> kind of merch. Okay. Yeah. I thought maybe you had, you had, uh, made something like trivia with Shan socks or oh. something for the, <laughs> Oh yeah. So she's talking about, it's actually nude- not a bad idea. Horfax with Cath socks. Okay.
0: I mean, get on it. Okay. Absolutely. I'm gonna do it. Okay, cool. um, she mentioned trivia with Shan, which is not something you may know about for our Patreon membership. Oh, Lord. So for December we're doing, you may have heard the little intros and stuff that I've made around December Palooza for the Patreon membership. I'm basic, We're basically doing a mini cast every single day for the Patreon membership. So in in one of the ones we recorded today, Kathy came up with something that she blindsided me with called trivia with shan which is a spin off on horror facts with kath where she you know does some trivia with me yeah and it's and i have to way guess different it's way different <laughs> not really but kind of not really but kind of anyway we're doing that exclusively on the patreon mini casts but anyway yes yeah, and it has the same song which i've asked her to work on i'm like you can't have the same jingle it's a work in progress i know And I'm just letting the people into your (laughs) creative process. (laughs) Anyway, uh, the news piece that I started saying was um, there's a new book out called Portraits from the Woods. And it's a new book that features it's a coffee table photo book that features photos taken by Norman Reedus on the set of The Walking Dead. What's the book called again? It's called Portraits from the Woods by Norman Reedus, who is the best character on The Walking Dead, in my opinion. So it's a collection of photos that he took over the years, which if you know him, if you follow him on Instagram, uh, he's a very creative dude and an interesting person and he put together (laughs) with his unique sense of humor traveling into the georgian woods with norman's cast of characters and zombies alongside portraits of jeffrey dean morgan hideo kojima lena dunham diane kruger dave chappelle etc he's like done a lot of photography um he's normally not without his camera so in this book there's lots of cool pictures of zombies, but also lots of other stuff. There's this is really cool. Yeah, if you Google it and then you look at it, he's got you know portraits of most of the actors in there. He's got um, portraits of other different things. And of course, zombies and I will absolutely be picking up a copy because that is phenomenal. Or yeah. maybe I'll put it on my Christmas list. That's a better idea because here we are at Christmas time here we are. Yeah. Uh so next there's a little segment we like to call
1: Horror Facts with Kath Christmas style. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yes, Dr. Barrett. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it took me a lot of education <laughs> yeah, to, to get that to, level of to be able to get that savvy. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Number one. Yes. This movie is famous for being one of the only slasher movies with a sympathetic killer. Okay. Number two. The main plot of this film regarding four children committing a horrible sin and all swearing to secrecy only to be stalked later would be used for the plot of I Know What You Did Last Summer. So it was made way back then, but then similarly used. I was going to say that sounds
0: like urban legend
1: or something, but go ahead. Number three, Gene Siskel called this a watered down version of Halloween crossed with Carrie. Another critic called it a combination of Friday the 13th and Saturday night fever. (laughs) Okay. And number four, the quote, it's not who you came with, it's who takes you home appears in all 4 of these movies of this franchise. Wow. I don't know. Prom night.
0: Oh, sure. You know what? Those are on Shudder right now, I think.
1: Yes, and the original one with Jamie Lee Curtis?
0: Yeah, that's the one I want to watch. It's good. Okay, so I haven't watched that since a bazillion years ago.
1: It gives me the same creepy feeling, not as creep factor as Black Christmas, but it has that got that vibe, creepy to, vibe it. to it. Yeah. Yeah, no,
0: that is totally, like, I literally put it in my watch list for Shudder, so you it's have a good reminded one. me, and I'm very happy. I don't know how I feel about watching all bazillion of them. I, I've
1: only watched the first one. Okay. I don't know if I've even seen the second one, but I know the second one's up on Shutter too.
0: Okay, so, so if yeah. I'm feeling it, I can try. <laughs> sure. I can, I can try it out. Um, I have a joke for you i'd love to hear it a therapist joke oh i'd really love to hear it yeah because therapists are so known for their humor we are hysterical <laughs> yeah I, I don't know i don't know that we're hysterical and i also don't know that we're we're the outliers and that <laughs> I yeah no i don't meet too many funny no nope. that's why when you and i met i was like oh my god I know. someone with a sense of humor and i'm sorry to insult all the therapists out there that are hilarious
1: it's, but it's a but dry... generally speaking
0: my experience has mm. not been with i mean i try to find the like three people in the office that are funny and then those people are usually like the people I get along I mean, this with. This is an industry we need to be able to use some. Oh, my God. I was going to say some horror. Well, I mean, <laughs> the gallows humor, humor. Yeah, the gallows humor. And the humor. gallows humor of the populations that you and I have Oof. worked with over the years. It, the gallows humor among colleagues is extremely important for like blowing off steam. We would talk care. about
1: this when we worked together. She would turn to me during the day and just go, gallows humor takes you a long way. Because <laughs> it really does. And it's it, really the stuff does. that we, we do. It really yeah.
0: does. And a lot of people don't understand it. So we have to like keep in our little pods and only have that humor with each other. Yeah. <laughs> Cause people don't, they just think even therapists and especially new therapists and often like people who work for large institutions, therapists will right. misconstrue and be like, Oh, you're not being sensitive or, you know, they get into their sort of yes, like judgmental I've had place. Conversations
1: with colleagues about this and they'll be like, well, don't you think that comment is blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, Maybe (laughs) I don't, I don't, I don't know. I think it's okay to say, so it was regarding a meme, a Yoda meme where he's kind of like his eyes are closed and it says something like I'm drinking the same coffee, something about like how the therapist hasn't been able to get up between sessions and the coffee's Uh getting cold. It was really innocent, you know, but it it, it alludes to like, sometimes we get really tired and our coffee's cold and, and she's like, don't you think that makes it look like, clients are kind of a chore or something like that. And I'm going, no, I think it just means that clinicians get tired. <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, sorry. It's, like, uh, it's not um, a direct, uh, it's not like a, it's not a, I'm not firing at the client. No, it's um, well,
0: and that's something that we both have to, we grapple with, we talk about, um, we probably can talk about it more is uh, us. We're in the room yeah yeah like we're humans too and we're in the room and part of this whole show i mean since the very beginning and part of the like leap that we had to take and we have to take all the time to do it is to one allow everyone to get to know us yes and 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 like take down a little bit of the veil between being a therapist and being whatever a regular person who's not a therapist right? because we're people too and we love horror films. So it's one of those things where we get a lot of like, I've gotten a bunch of social media messages around like, thank you so much for like taking the stigma out of horror films and film in general and humor and all of that because like, you know, the person will usually say something along the lines of, because I've always felt like ashamed of that. And like, you couldn't be a smart person Mm. and like horror or that you couldn't be a healthy person and like, and like horror.
1: I've gotten that from uh, clients of my, when I, back when I used to work with younger clients, I had some teenagers who, who drew gore. Yeah. and i would have parents going oh my yeah. god and i've said no this is this is such a creative expression outlet i go there's nothing homicidal about her she has empathy she's but this is what this is how she communicates And she's actually on the spectrum. Mm -hmm. Um, Wonderful artist. And I would say to mom, this is how she works through her emotions. Yeah,
0: I think it's really smart for if your child is drawing things that you find horrific. It's absolutely fantastic to have them be working with a therapist and get a professional opinion about that. Because there's an assessment process that Kathy went through to make those statements to that family. Mm -hmm. Um, So if if you suspect that your child is drawing things that are very unsettling, especially things about homosexuality. And suicide. Absolutely, engage a professional like Kathy to to look at that and make an assessment. But often. I would rather have someone drawing stuff than doing it. That's right. And that's how I always talked when I worked on the crisis team with parents about it is it's like, oh no, I want them talking to me. I want them drawing it. I want them writing stories about it because as long as they're expressing,
1: yeah, we can work with that. That's right. It's and when they're not telling anyone yep. <laughs> that we have a real problem. And you and I talk a lot at yeah. length on the show about um, when people don't integrate Right. the whole, right? And it's like, well, I'm not supposed to like that. I'm not supposed to mm-hmm. draw that. I'm not supposed to. And then it manifests in these ways. Um, so yeah, right. I mean, horror, going back to that um, message from people who talk about yeah them, you know, they appreciate us talking about horror in a way that doesn't, dilute it yeah i think i think that's great that people get that because that, that's our intent is there's so much psychology in horror and it's not i mean we as much as we love to talk about dumb slasher films and have oh, fun yeah. with some of the stuff but even in some of those films you know we see i think we dissected happy death day and actually made some <laughs> profound meaning out of it at some point we made, but, we
0: made a meal out of that yeah
1: we tried anyway <laughs> that's a long time ago wow yeah, that was a deep pull and you know sometimes it really is just a slasher film sometimes oh my it's god just a fucking cigar sometimes
0: an apple's an apple right and we're not saying it's not so all that to say i have a joke <laughs> wow well, that that's where we
1: started we took a drive to that joke we did so how many therapists there's two there's a follow-up joke to the first joke oh, i thought you meant you were giving me the answer right now you said how many therapists and you said no that that's the two. joke just wait this is a joke on us
0: <laughs> how many therapists does it take to change a light bulb She's thinking about it. We're just going to listen to her.
1: Think. We don't. Do we change light bulbs? <laughs> that's hilarious. She's like,
0: that's that. That would be a funny answer as well. That's not in my scope. Oh, would be okay. the, No, but that's not the answer. The answer is one. And the light bulb has to want to change. Uh, oh, but um, That goes right into our change. I know. So we just on Patreon. Um we, you know, as part of the mini cast, we've been answering questions about change. And so literally today we recorded like 45 minutes of discussion around change and motivation and stuff. So the follow-up joke is under managed care, how many therapists does it take to change a light bulb? <laughs> She's just laughing because she knows, oh God. And then the answer is one, but they can only rotate the light bulb six times. Oh! oh. Up. so that joke is referring for those of you who aren't therapists in managed care we often get six sessions like the th- like the insurance company only God. will pay for six sessions which as you therapists out there all know is not enough so the joke is one but they can only rotate the light bulbs there six times <laughs> yikes all right thank you for indulging me
1: i had therapy jokes Can we stay in the therapy genre for a second? We can. I found an interesting article. Um, I do a lot of trauma research and I take a lot of CEUs in it because I tend, it tends to be a big area of uh, my work and I do testimony in it and I work with family court and children's court and sometimes I'm asked to discuss how trauma manifests in children when they're with Emotionally uh, abusive parents, mm-hmm. and or physical, physical and sexual abuse, but emotional abuse is harder to prove. So then they drag me in to go to that gray area. <laughs> and this article is really great. And if if you are someone who's just getting in the area of researching trauma, Beisel Vanderkolk's a really he's he's done so many years of of trauma research, and he does a lot of the neurobiology. I'm taking a CEU training with him. Uh, on demand right now. Great. So his stuff's really good, but there's an article that, that came out from the university of Connecticut. It's in the American journal of, uh, let me see if I'm saying this right. Yeah. <laughs> Orthopsychiatry, psychiatry. And it's called understanding interpersonal trauma in children. Why we need a developmentally appropriate trauma diagnosis. Mm, and this, sure. this is something that you and I have We've visited about, yeah. many, many times. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's several different authors here. I just want to credit so Wendy DeAndrea, Julian Ford, Bradley Stolbach. I'm sorry if I'm butchering these people's names. Mm-hmm. Joseph Spinazzola and um, and Bessel van der Kolk uh, is also on here. And and I I don't have a lot of this highlighted, and I'm not going to clearly not going to read through the article. But I think the importance of this article. And if I'm talking to clinicians right now, I know this is not about horror, but We don't have, you know, PTSD, first Mm of all, does not capture the spectrum of post-trauma symptoms. And this is what this article talks about, particularly in children. PTSD maybe fits 1% of the, as far as full criteria, and then many people recover from PTSD. Yeah. Not many people stay in that diagnosis for their entire life. Now, real- I mean, people who have had numerous traumas and very little time to recover from that, they may, you know, be a, a, a survivor of PTSD or victim to PTSD their entire life. But with children, it's so much more complicated. And this article really goes into how poorly the DSM and and because um, because of these factors, mm-hmm. we see the likelihood of positive treatment outcomes lowered because the only diagnosis that we are given to work with children through trauma is PTSD. So it talks about um, the application of nonspecific diagnoses to maltreated children and how that reduces the likelihood of positive treatment outcomes. Whereas interventions that are comprehensively address the spectrum of problems, that's going to increase positive treatment outcomes. So the whole idea is we need to really get in there and start to differentiate and then also talk about what we, what we call the comorbidity of trauma, which is all of the different mood and anxiety and, and behavioral stuff um, that, that goes along with the trauma diagnosis and how this really needs to be gutted out and restructured and reframed in a way that is developmentally appropriate for children and youth, and I'm this this article gave me hope. I guess. Oh, I'm
0: glad. Yeah, because
1: we do talk about it a lot. Because you and I both uh,
0: die, have diagnosed children for years, and so I just remember, you know, having a lot of hope for the DSM five. Mm-hmm. It's pretty uh, bad because I was diagnosing children with the DSM four uh, while on the crisis team, and then also partly in my education and my work, um, I was doing uh, written assessments and testing for the TAY population. So like 18 to 25 at one point. Um, And yeah, it was difficult. It's very difficult. It's very difficult to be a clinician who wants to do well and not pathologize the wrong thing and diagnose correctly and not be given the equipment to do so Mm -hmm. and have to, you know, what what you end up doing is you use the equipment you've been given the blunt instrument of the DSM. And then you do a bunch of rule outs, and you do a bunch of explanation in your assessment report. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So that people know, like, this doesn't exactly capture it. It's rough. Yep, it's rough. But thank you for sharing that. Because there's, I don't know, there's always hope. We're always trying to improve as an industry, I would think. So
1: yeah it's just it's really good. It just goes into all the different symptoms and and really breaking it down versus throwing it into one clump. Sure yeah, fair.
0: So we did a buddy watch this time uh, and the movie is called Blood Runs Cold. It's from 2011 120 minutes. it's a horror film. The description is thus uh, Winona, a successful artist looking to get away from her stressful life, her manager rents her a house in her hometown where she runs into an old boyfriend uh, and then they go back to the house only to find out it is not as empty as they assumed and it's set in the snow like a lot like our buddy watches are right now like a lot of our <laughs> the movies we're talking about and episodes we're doing right now it's like wintry horror if you look at the poster it's like a woman screaming, trying to grab something and a man with a hatchet dressed
1: in a snowy outfit that's about to slash her. Oh, that guy. I forgot. And and remember one of our discord guys, I think it was ice who was laughing at his, uh, his (laughs) scream.
0: Yeah. So what we did was, is one of the things that we're doing now. So as part of the Patreon, we have a discord channel. That's just us. It's invite only. Um, and so it's a small bunch of Like-minded peeps plus, and, and our our patrons are there. If you choose, if you become a patron, uh, you can choose to join the discord. You don't have to, but it's one of your, uh, things. And so Kathy and I are now doing, trying to do our buddy watches on the discord with other people because it's really fun, first of all. Um, and second of all, it just gives us like other perspectives, so she's talking about ice, one of our patrons and also a member of the Discord. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah,
1: he was laughing. What at her? At her? No, sc- it at his. his it's his. Like every time he's like, "Oh!" <laughs> like he does. The, he did. And, and I just remember him saying, "Like every time that I, I, I don't remember what he said, but every time that guy screams, <laughs> it's so funny or something because this the creature's ridiculous in this. He looks like the Invisible Man." But yeah. not in invi- like, you know, when the invisible man's like wrapped with all the stuff from like the, yeah. old yeah,
0: he's like, okay, so uh, basically he's looks like, you know, a lumberjack out in the snow, right? Like big coat, big pants, big boots. But then when you look at his face, it's like wrapped, it's like wrapped, like the invisible man, but like, but also like, you know, Jason's mask kind of thing. Like, and is he human? Like, is he human?
1: So here's the problem. We know, we don't know. And they don't really do anything with the ending. No, I don't even remember Very the ending. Very anticlimactic. To be well, that's that's what it was. It ends, and and then I think we assumed that she died as well. Yeah, we just don't know. It was but,
0: ambiguous. But listen, we don't know who
1: he is. You can't make a
0: movie like this and be ambiguous. You can't. This is the kind of movie that we need answers at the end. Can I also
1: say I didn't give a shit about any of those characters? No, that's the problem. You want them all to die. I wanted them all to die. Yeah, many of us watching it together really wanted them all to die right that's not good
0: pepper was there too right
1: pepper really wanted her to die <laughs> i'm pretty sure she wanted winona to die yeah every 10 minutes could she yeah. die now so
0: the movie could be over yeah
1: i feel you pepper i was right there with you i could care less about any of these people it also ran what was the running time uh it's like 90 minutes or something it could have been 70 minutes yeah 120
0: actually so they. Oh, it was could- two hours no 120 one hour and 20 minutes oh i think 120 minutes no 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 god no can you imagine holy crap i don't think anybody would agree to watch that was it with only us 80, it was two hours <laughs> that was only 80 minutes yeah so again like i've I think said I many times lately i feel like i'm saying this all the time now so now it's my new bumper sticker it needed an edit yeah this could have been an hour movie like we're all about the low budget guys Like, I do love the low-budget horror. I love low-budget period. I mean, I, like, go to Sundance,
1: for Christ's sake. But, like, I love low-budget movies. But... It says, Blood Runs Cold is a frostbitten slasher (laughs) that turns the snow red with gore. Yeah, see? They're working it.
0: They just need an edit. She didn't look like a Winona. Okay. Now we're really pulling... What does she look like? What do you want
1: to name her? Can we talk about how filthy that house was? Yes. Oh my God, that was the other thing. The you got. wallpaper. You were obsessed. Was that you? You were. Well, obsessed. Pepper and I talked about the wallpaper quite a bit. Oh my God. But I was obsessed with the filth. You kept saying that, and then I was like, I was about to type into the Discord, "That's rat infested," and then you see this like rat. large <laughs> ass mouse or small rat run across. I go, "What did I tell you?" Well, that's what they were trying for. I know. But the fact that this is what she rented to get away for break.
0: Oh my gosh. I was reading the trivia. It says during the 35 shooting days, the temperature was always about 15 to 20 below zero Oof, oy. degrees Celsius. That's a lot. That's cold. That's freaking cold. Um, yeah, you were obsessed. So for those of you who don't know what discord is, it's like basically you know you can chat away. It's a private place and you can, we do watch alongs. And so we're chatting away. So you're typing or you're on your phone and we're chatting away, talking about the movie. So that's why it sounds like, that's why I know Kathy was obsessed because we're not in the same room. It's a great way for us to do buddy watches because we don't live together. And so we can be discussing it and getting other people's opinions and laughing and having a great time, which is really and people like all over do. the country and people all over the country, like ISIS from Canada. So,
1: which would not be this country.
0: No, no, that's people country. from all over the
1: world. Um, <laughs> so the tagline is hell just froze over. Well, I feel like I might've frozen over. I feel like movie. hell will have to froze, froze. We'll have to freeze <laughs> over if I'm ever forced to watch this again.
0: Yeah. Not going to happen. Okay. I think we've ripped that in the <laughs> enough for the day. Um, I think we've made it clear. Um, <clears throat> Oh, well, just in keeping with things I'm watching on the Discord and then I can stop saying the word Discord. Um uh the Mandalorian. Oh god, the I'm, best. I, <laughs> I'm trying to keep up with like watching it every week with somebody there and um it just keeps getting better. You uh there's a guy named the Crypt Keeper, which uh, if you wanna follow him on Twitter, he's the Crypt Keeper on Twitter and you can also go to our Twitter, TerraTalk, talk. Um, and you can see that he's, he engages with me a lot on there so you can find him pretty easily. But anyway, he, um, (laughs) huge horror fan and totally in love with the Mandalorian and all things star Wars. And so I, I actually got up, let me just tell you this real quick. Mandalorian is phenomenal for, for one, like, you
1: Rodriguez just directed this last. I know. So
0: that's the thing. This is what I was going to say. So, um, the Crop Keeper is not in my same time zone. And so he was talking about watching it Saturday morning. And, you know, I, being on the West Coast, we are earlier than just everyone on there, basically. Mm-hmm. They're either on the East Coast or Central or in some other country. And so <laughs> his time frame was that I, so I literally set an alarm on a Saturday morning to get up to watch this last episode with him at 7 a.m., basically, our time. Um, so I watched it from my bed. I watched Robert Rodriguez. And it was so him. So not. I'm not going to spoil anything about the show. All I'm going to say is this season is kick-ass. Every single episode moves the plot, Ugh. moves the characters, and gives you tons of action. So they obviously listen to the public and tons of Baby Yoda so far. And... Baby Yoda character development and character development with Baby Yoda. So like I said, all the the plot advances, the characters, etc. So what I was going to say about the Rodriguez episode is, you know, the episodes are getting shorter and shorter, which is fine, because look, they're editing. What are we talking about? Edit, make it make it tight make it excellent. I will watch a 35 minute episode that is excellent and be satisfied with a full meal. Like I don't need an hour just for you to like pander all around the planet. So I'm a fan of the short episodes because I feel like it's just the good stuff. And it Rodriguez was all over this episode and I know he was a last minute replacement director, Mm -hmm. but like the shot choices, the way he had people wielding weapons, it was all him and i just i'm loving it and i know you are too so good yeah and um we have a couple of people in the discord that are up for it man so i want to mention that you want something you want to mention something next
1: i've i've watched a few things okay let's let's talk about the winners first and i say that <laughs> and then slowly go down the drain no i'm actually saying that incredibly in jest because oh, it is okay. awful i watched a movie from 2002 called Nine Lives okay. with Paris Hilton.
0: Oh, what?
1: Yeah. You made a decision to watch that movie. Well, she's not a main character.
0: <laughs> this is your justice. Here's the point. You're pl- so funny. You're like, well. I, I,
1: <laughs> because it was an isolation one and I liked it. So t- Tim invites eight <laughs> friends of his to his Scottish mansion for a weekend celebration for his 21st birthday. Uh, among the guests is his former college roommate, Pete's former girlfriend, her best friend, Emma, all these, all these folk. Mm -hmm. Um, During the night of a sudden snowstorm, which strands everyone in for the night, Tom finds an old book behind a book bookcase about a local Scottish Lord named Murray, who was put to death in 1746 during the last Scottish uprising. Upon reading the book, the spirit emerges from the book and possesses Tom, causing his eyes to turn black and goes on a killing rampage throughout the house, basically. Okay. And um, honestly, there were some moments okay. that were not bad. She, I mean, she can't act to save her life, no. but it's like she was in house of wax and I liked that one. Okay. So, um, but it looks like as much as it's from 2002, it looks like it was almost filmed in the seventies, the uh, style of the house and everything. Okay. So it's, it's an isolation one. It's kind of fun. If you want to travel back and do some Paris Hilton, the other one that I watched, which I'm, um, I didn't intentionally do until we started to talk about um, some of the true crime that happens in the winter and around the holidays, is a movie called "The Frozen Ground," which came out. Tom um, right? Bunch of peeps. So when I was talking
0: about cold ground during our frost, ice, and snow when I was Googling stuff, just to give like a brief description of the movie, that's the movie that kept coming up
1: and I kept going like, damn it. Get out of my life. So many many of them have the same. (laughs) So this is actually based on a, a, on a real serial killer. Um, It's Nicholas Cage. John Cusack and Vanessa Hudgens all do really well in this film. And I was never really a big fan of hers when she was younger, but as she gets older, I I enjoy her and she plays a a pivotal character in this and she does a fantastic job. Uh, It's a 2013 American thriller film directed and written by Scott Walker in his directorial debut. And it's a true story based on the crimes of the real life Alaskan serial killer, Robert Hansen. The film depicts an Alaskan state trooper seeking to apprehend Hansen by partnering with a young woman who escaped from Hansen's clutches. So Hansen is played by Cusack. Nick Cage plays the detective. And then Vanessa Hutchins plays the, the young woman that they're talking about who, um, you know, turns tricks for a living she's just in a really bad place so she ends up being an incredible vulnerable yet crucial part to the story and she lived to tell her story she actually escaped um being in his you know um clutches being in his clutches i i actually didn't know it was a real story till after mm. i do somehow didn't miss that. And then I started to look up Robert Hansen, and he, um, I believe he's still alive, but he's serving either death or life sentences or whatever. Really interesting serial killer cold. Cause it's set in Alaska, right? Set in Alaska. And so maybe, maybe we'll be talking about this dude. Yeah. In could that put episode. It on the list. <laughs> well, no, we're doing, I thought we were doing an episode on, uh, true crime around the holidays. Are we not? Oh yeah. 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 So he would be, you would fit that. Cool. Yeah. Um, and then the last one I watched was just, it's called <laughs> Pieces. Oh, that sounds promising from a um, horror perspective. The, the effects and the music—I mean, this was really something else. Um, <laughs> there's a scene at the very beginning where they're playing the '70s music, and the camera shot is on this woman on one of those old '70s skateboards, yeah. And she's like flying through town, like smiling, and then she like <laughs> smacks right into a mirror. That's like the oh. opening scene. Okay, it's supposed to be something that gives like Texas Chainsaw a run for its money oh, but it so was much. like made for $200 budget. I mean it was terrible. But, you know, was it a shutter? Yeah, it was just like Fun. I'm the like for first slasher. Play. Yeah, like yeah. I do
0: I do a lot of just click play. From, yeah, that shutter cuz that's pieces. A lot of <laughs> That's horrendous. I, um yeah. But it's fun. Uh, so on that note, I will talk about a crappy movie I just watched called Santa Jaws. <laughs> I just love it. She giggles when I. <laughs> so, <clears throat> again, watch it on the Discord. Not my choice, but I that's how I end up seeing a lot of silly movies is because I just go with the flow and I watch what people throw out there. And... Um, I think it was actually Pepper's choice and, but she had never seen it. Like a lot of times we just like, it was literally from the poster, um, and the name, like we had to watch Santa Jaws. I mean, you just have to, I would. Okay. I I think I saw it on there. Is it a shutter? Uh, prime prime trying to survive the family Christmas. Cody makes a wish to be alone, which ends up backfiring when a shark manifests and kills his entire family. Oh. So this movie, (laughs) basically, like I lost consciousness a few times during this movie, but but what I could gather was that um, he draws a picture of the Santa Jaws and like it comes to life and then kills his whole family. Clever, right? I it was one of those movies where we got to the end of it and everyone was like, "Well, that was a thing,"
1: you know? Yeah. When you kind of go like, "All right." Thanks for
0: watching. I mean, it wasn't that it wasn't that I wasted an hour and twenty eight minutes of my life. Not at all, because mm. there was lovely cheesy. At one point, the shark is impaled by a giant candy cane that he draws, and then for the rest of the movie, the Santa jaws because Santa has a Christmas hat on because that's the way he was drawn. So his fin has a Santa hat on it, okay. and then he gets impaled by the candy cane through his frontal lobe, and then swims around with a. Candy cane out of his. So it's very festive. Wow. Anyway, not a very good movie.
1: Yeah, it sounds awful.
0: I did, however, watch a good Christmas movie that I thought, which was called Death Sember. <laughs> and this was from. Um, I have to look this one up. <laughs> yeah. Um, our friend Mikey, who I've mentioned before, uh, recommended this because he's friends with. Um, one of the people in the movie. But so, but this is really cool because it's a collection of 24 films that take a look at the dark side of the festive season. So, if you like anthologies, which is fun, the other thing that makes this fun and unique is that it's 24 international directors with the most diverse ideas and styles ever. So, it's short, um, short films basically strung together, 24 of them in a two hour and 25 minute movie. So you can take an intermission anytime you want because it's all these little short films. It's an anthology obviously. And, uh, I really enjoyed it. And, uh, yeah, I just really enjoyed it. I thought the first one is actually the one where, um, Mikey's friend is in it. I think, uh, is the very first short, the female in the very first short, which is, Pretty hilarious. I think you would really like that particular short (laughs) because I think it's called All Sales Final. All Sales Fatal is what it's called, I think. I think that's what it's called, but it's the very first one in December because it's literally like a woman who's very, very entitled at the Christmas counter buying something from a very affected sort of male salesperson who gets really offended and then they literally like try to kill each other.
1: That's hilarious. And it gets
0: gory and bloody. Like, it's like everybody's fantasy at the holiday time when you're trying to buy something and you're either on one side of that argument, you're either like the salesperson that's like annoyed or you're the person trying to get what you want from the salesperson. And then it just escalates to a horror ending. (laughs) That's funny. Anyway, it was very enjoyable. I'm looking it up right now. Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, I like anthologies, so... Mm -hmm. And they're not always great. And this one was pretty good. Like a decent amount of them were mm-hmm. good. Cool. So that's cool. And it's international. So you just, you really don't know what you're going to get with each one. You're very much like, you know, some are great and some are not as great, but it's only a few minutes. So on to the next, right? That's the great thing about anthologies. I like those two. Hey, have you, um, do you have anything else you're going to talk about? Do you have the no. other stuff mm-hmm. you've watched?
1: Mm-hmm. Um. So to end, I have you watched The Undoing? No, you put that... I don't have HBO Max. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. But I'm mean, going to have to get it now with all the Warner Brothers stuff being released on Yeah, it. I
0: mean, they're going to make a ton of money, but they also probably spent a lot of money <laughs> to get that de- You know, yeah. they made a deal. They made a big old deal. So... Um, I'm not going to talk a lot about The Undoing because...
1: I know what it's about.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I really believe... So I'll just say what it is. So The Undoing is a miniseries. It's an American mystery psychological thriller, which I'm sure you've seen the ads for. It's written and produced by David E. Kelly, who's very famous. Mm-hmm. Uh, the miniseries stars Nicole Kidman and Hugh Grant. Um, I can tell you that if you're not a huge fan of Nicole Kidman, because I'm not, it's it, she's it's fine. because I didn't tune in for a while because it was her and I, and, and not because she's not fabulous, but because she just isn't my favorite thing. So like I, I would tune in for Hugh Grant over that. She just happens to not be one of my
1: favorite actresses, but she's done a lot of good. Like I love the others. She's done a lot of, she does. She's hit or miss. And if she does, uh, if she works in an ensemble, like with big little lies, Mm -hmm. she's great. Right. So Exactly. And, and
0: everybody can be, you know, people can be talented and have me not like them. Like we all have our preferences, right? So it's, um, it's six episodes and what I will say, you know, she's a therapist, she's a psychologist. And so that was one of the reasons why I felt like I needed to watch it so that, you know, at some point you and I can have a conversation about it because it's a crime drama and it's a psychological thriller Mm -hmm. and it's also, you know, you know donald sutherland is in it and he's exceptional yeah i love him he really has a has something to do which is great i love i i think i think he's an exceptional actor Mm -hmm. um and i would recommend watching it because i would love to know what you think okay Um, but i also want to say to the audience that I'm intentionally not saying anything else. And I would say, don't Google it. Don't read about it. Don't read reviews about it. Don't ask your friends about it. Just sit your happy ass down in the chair and watch the six episodes. It's not very long. You could binge it over a weekend or something. Watch it and then go out into the world and discuss. Because I definitely have a perspective and everybody had, and like, um, I can buy the season on Amazon.
1: Maybe I'll go. just do that.
0: Yeah. I mean, and then we could talk about it, what you thought about it. I, uh, is it the best mini series that ever happened? No, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying it would be an interesting talking point for us. And also I just have my own experience of watching it, which, um, there's kind of like two ways people fall on this. Uh, They either there's kind of two experiences that are very typical when they've watched this. So I'll just be interested to know those of you who have watched it know what I'm talking about. They're sort of like, okay, so I'll write it down. That's my that's my thought on a series that might be cool for us to chat about just because she's a shrink and Mm -hmm. we're shrinks and yeah, there's a murder. Yeah. And we murder. Yeah, exactly.
1: Right. All the time.
0: Santa Jaws. Santa Jaws. (laughs) That's Kathy. I'm going to call Kathy Santa Jaws. Anyway, thank you for listening. This has been an episode of Shrink
1: Chat. My name is Shannon. And I'm Kathy. Sleep safe, everyone.
0: We hope you enjoyed this episode of Shrink Chat. Please check us out on our Patreon page, Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. We'd love to engage with you as part of our community please take a moment to leave us a comment on any of our social media. Thank you so much for listening. And once again, sleep safe.